1: man it's the new year Is what do you first want to
0: know about everything i'm um, trying to think like do i have anything
2: profound to share with the world
1: of course you do of course uh, you do i have an idea let's start with the music and then you can think about what you want to talk about Oh, music didn't change i did all the new branding but i didn't change the music oh here we go i kind of love it we're going we're going to do the whole thing the music
2: this time oh, good a dance party Laura Schneider. Happy New Year. Hi. Happy New Year. Is it still the new year? Um, you know, what are like, just yesterday eight? I said something about technology and it being 2019. And then I was like, oh, it's 2020. How do you feel
1: about 2019? Are you one of the people who's like, oh, good riddance, 2019. You sucked ass. Well, I mean, you had a lot of shit happen in 2019.
2: You know, here's the thing. It was, I did have a lot of shit happen in 2019. Um, I I was glad to see it go because I'm excited for new things, but I learned so much last year and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't trade a whole lot. I would do some things differently maybe, but
1: one thing, tell me one thing you would do differently that (sighs) you could have controlled.
2: One thing that I would do differently uh, would be time management. Oh. I stretched myself so thin um, I was tired watching all the shit you were doing. Yeah, it was. I I hit a wall where I was not doing anything well for anybody, including myself. And I would like to. Uh, I'd like to not grind myself back into that yeah. place.
1: <laughs> so, have you gone through the like goal? I don't know goal planning or kind of like mapping out twenty twenty, even just a little bit. Like, how do you how do you yes. feel about your yeah?
2: Prep? Well, I feel pretty good. I feel like I have two. Big priorities. And um I they're kind of my two big questions for the year, you know. If it's um I registered to be a foster parent. <gasps> and I
0: am Shut up!
2: <laughs> I am starting that process and I'm really excited about it. But um I yeah, there there are two questions for me really this year. And it's is it advancing me in my career or is it moving me towards a more stable place to be a foster parent? And if the answer to at least one of those questions isn't yes, then I'm not prioritizing that right now. That is so smart. So it's, it's also not that it, it's not basic. It's
1: super complex in terms of, cause those are like mm-hmm. two really big things, but what a great way to put that at least through the very first filter of your prioritization right. is like, yeah. is it going to serve one, if not both of these two really huge life things? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big thing. That is, <laughs> that's fascinating. I have a lot, but I would say, Let me think I wrote down like probably 10 or 11 things that I kind of wanted to really make sure that I focus on Mm -hmm. in 2020. And some of them are like very binary, like they have an end, like Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Um, and some of them are just kind of like lifestyle changes or tweaks or whatever that I want to be mindful of. Um, I don't, I think I can narrow down to like three Mm -hmm. really big Things like yours. Me. What are they? Um, so, one of them is the outcome of the co working space. And we're a little bit in flux right now, not in the sense that the business is not doing well, the business is doing great. Um, but to get the business opened, I had some investors, and that is a little bit up in the air right now. Um, and that started, that actually started late last summer. And at first, I was like shit in the bed over it. Like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Now I've really done a lot of work around trying to get the right fit for the financial, like for my financial situation to like make this the, what I want it to be. Um, and I've got a lot of different scenarios and what that can look like that and kind of put it all out into the universe and, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot of work on the behind the scenes to it, but I don't have an, um, it's like I've done all the legwork and now I'm kind of just leaving it up to the universe. So that's one. Number two is this podcast. Mm. I have like gotten so energized by it over the holidays, um, actually before then, but I kind of waited to do a lot of tweaking and stuff over the holidays. And next week I'm going to be in New York City and that's that's going to be a game changer for this, I think.
2: I'm so excited
1: for you. So that, and I've got a he- like there is a big dream at the end of that, like <laughs> big that probably, I mean, I guess if all the stars aligned, it could happen in 2020, but it's kind of more probably 3 to 5 year. Okay. Um and then the third is love. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. finally ready to like admit to the world that I'm 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 ready to figure that shit out. <laughs> That's a big one. I don't also it's the first time like all of my life I've kind of all of my relationships have occurred and mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like I was Single for a period of time, like I want a boyfriend or I want a husband. It was never that. Um, life just happened. Um, and, I, and I don't. That one's very hard for me to talk about because mm-hmm. I've never been. I I've done a lot of work to figure out like what what I want that to look like, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's not a like a person and live to. It's not like super defined in terms of logistics mm-hmm. as much as it is like in terms of like how I want to share my world and my life. Right. Um, and it feels good and also frustrating because now that I'm kind of clear about what I want that to feel like, it makes me feel impatient. Like, oh, mm-hmm. for the first mm-hmm. time in my life, I'm like, oh, I have kind of a defined idea of what that right. is. And obviously it'll evolve. But that's frustrating mm-hmm. now because now it's just like the, the hurry up and wait game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of over... Um online dating I have been for a God while reach. like <laughs> it's just weird. It's not weird. I I don't mean to judge people who do it,
2: but No, it is weird. I mean it is weird. For me. It is definitely I mean you can have the good outcome. Like that does exist. That possibility does exist. But you have to sift through all of the people who are like my friend just said something about this the other day. <laughs> it was like if your uh byline says I love tacos like you're not funny enough to hang out with me or you're just like super bland. Like, yeah, that's not, you know, (laughs) it's like, I love trucks. I love Jesus. I love tacos. I mean, I love tacos. Like tacos are my love language, (laughs) but like, I'm not going to like be impressed by your ability to put taco into a sentence with a period at the end of it. Like, I mean, the bar is kind of low these days sometimes with like, hey, oh, good. You can like you eat tacos. A sentence (laughs) with grammatical clarity. That's good. Good for you. High five. I mean, but it is weird. Like it's a weird concept that you can just like order human beings up online. You know, and it's not quite that way, but it does feel that way sometimes. So we have access to do that. We can make those Mm -hmm. choices to pick whatever app we want to be like. This is what I need, or this is what I want. It feels like (laughs) a lot of work to me.
1: So so I I have gone on and off an app here or there for the last couple of years, like a handful of times, and um, I I go on for like a month or two. Yeah, and I. I, I just, I'm just not enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like somebody will text so I'm like I don't have time, I'm working, I don't have time. And then when I do have time it's like oh you didn't text me fast enough or I it's just so much work. Like I need an assistant, a personal assistant just to manage, manage your dating life. The, that. <laughs> and I and then I'm like is it really worth me going through all of this like versus um I, I mean you know me. I'm the t- I'm a person who gets like gets people energetically in the sense that like you walk into a room you made me laugh or you made me smile or you said, you, I don't know. You, I it just, it's just hard to get all of that on an app for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe I should give it more of a chance, but the truth is is I'm okay waiting for it to just fall in my lap. Yeah. Uh, but the challenge to that also is that, um, oh, my headphone thing is like all oh, loose and goosey, loosey goosey here. Um, I have to go do things,
2: oh, go yeah. to places. Like, yeah, you can't just which, sit at home in your soft pants, which is like what I would prefer to do. Yeah.
1: So I guess this like trip next week maybe is a good opportunity in New York city to, well, I, I don't even know happens. if that's a good opportunity.
2: Like so great, so I meet somebody 4,000 miles away. Then what? Well, you could relocate your life for a relationship that you will no longer be in. <laughs> if you want to follow my course of action, which I don't, you know what? I still say I, you know, everything, it, I, yeah, I am in Nashville for a reason and it feels really good. Like I, it it took me, it took me a long and count (laughs) to land there, but, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm not one of those, everything happens for a reason person particularly, but, um, I do find that if I just kind of let it be, whatever it is, I find purpose in it. Yeah. So it's, it's the long, it's the long way around, I guess maybe, but. I also kind of decided I'm done chasing the same things. Like I, I don't want to, I mean, I spent enough time on my phone and my computer for my own work and for the work that I'm doing for other people that like, it isn't that appealing to me to just swipe on a computer screen or a phone screen even more than I already am. Yeah. And I just, my priorities are different. I I mean, I, I know I'm in a different place of life, but like I am done waiting on the right person to chase my dreams. Like, I want to be a mom. I want to run a successful business. I kind of already gave one of those things up already and kind of restarted that process. And now I'm restarting both processes and the business stuff is, is working out. It's starting to feel better. But like, yeah, I think for me, 2020 is like, what am I prioritizing and how am I holding the line? Because I am historically a person that will put everybody else's needs before my own. Right. And I will probably always be that way, but I'm staking a claim to my own needs this year. Right. Like I want to be really intentional about how I'm spending my time, how I'm using my words, how I'm pursuing work, uh, what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to so that I can say yes to the yeah. stuff that really brings me joy. Right. And the work that makes an impact. Like I want to be doing more of that. I don't want to sit back and be like, oh, I didn't do the stuff that is really important to me because I was so distracted by all of the little other, other things that didn't need to be priority. Right. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So I feel like sometimes
1: I think of you and I'm like where I am in this podcast journey um, feels a little bit like where you may have been maybe, how long have you been in
2: Nashville now? Um, I have been in Nashville a year and a half.
1: Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe a year and a half ago, when you kind of embarked on that journey, where I'm like, oh, th- this there's a couple of doors that have opened, and, and I don't know what's on the other side of those doors, but they're very interesting to me. So I'm just yeah. kind of like walking through, mm-hmm. and I when I sit down and I think, what is this? What is this actually going to look like? If I try to get practical and be like, can I? Can this be a career? Or can I monetize this? Or can I make a living off of it? Or or, or whatever? All of those stupid questions are. Mm-hmm. I get really tied up in knots over it. I'm like, cause I can't see that yet, yeah. but what I can see is how great it's making me feel mm-hmm. and all these opportunities. And, um, most importantly, not just opportunities for me, but opportunities to connect people. Yeah. And that, that's where I'm finding my sweet spot. That's why Keller street is, is what it is because I like to make connections and be connected. Yeah. And the same thing, with the podcast. Yeah.
2: Well, your podcast yeah. is making connections, not just in this side of the world. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. This have to do with the text that you sent me a few weeks ago. You're like, yeah. Oh my God, I got to tell you something. Yeah, I was like, Daniel, call me. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I was on here. What? September? Was it yeah. September? That seems like so long ago. It? No, maybe it was August. And then we... I don't know. We did a shoot together in August and then maybe we did the podcast in September or something like that. Mm -hmm. Somewhere on like the two to three week turnaround time. Yep. And, um, no, I was, I had a conversation with a musician from North Carolina, Lynn Koontz. And, um, she had been referred to me by Amy, by Amy Spies, who is somebody I've been working with in Nashville too. And she contacted me and she reached out and we had a phone call about doing photo work for her new album And in that conversation, she had said, you know, I I got your information from Amy. I looked at your website, your social media stuff. I listened to the podcast that you were on and (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) You did what? And I was so floored by that. And I was like, my God, like just in that moment thinking about like, it is such a small world. And like there is something really beautiful about how like digital media can be fluid and can like kind of, um can travel distances that like not even we realize it's like you're throwing the pebble in the pond and it's like my god yeah. like that ripple of that like she was like I was really impressed with how you talked about your work and I was really like that really matters to me and that makes me feel like that's a really good fit and like you know her, she was influenced to hire me to do yeah. her album work because of what she heard on your podcast oh, in Petaluma. it makes me feel so Yeah. And it just was this really beautiful moment where I was like, my God, every world just collided. It just collided. And like in the most beautiful way, like I have heard
1: that I, first of all, I'm so grateful because out of everything, out of everything, that is the most important thing for me. Like that feels the best. It's like somebody heard something that either I or a guest said and was moved by it in one way or another. And I've had Uh, A handful of guests just recently in the last few months tell me that they did a podcast and then some sort of collaboration happened Mm -hmm. after because of the podcast. They started doing work together or they were introduced and they started another
2: project. and. I'm like, oh, God, that feels so good to just connect people. Well, it's fun to be back here to kind of have that follow up to be like, hey, like this, you know, it made a difference. It made an impact. And like sometimes you put that stuff out into the world and you get no feedback. Like I just submitted a wedding to um, a client that I was I mean, I was terribly behind on the deadline for that. And I wasn't you know, I I am totally confident in my own work, but like you sometimes send photos and you don't hear anything back from the people and they, they love them most of the time, but sometimes you just never hear back. And I was really feeling like I was feeling pretty mad at myself for have being like just allowing myself to get so far behind and allow the deadline to kind of keep slipping. And well, I mean, life happened and that's kind of the way that goes. But um, I got like the nicest Feedback from them, like just message after message of, oh my gosh, I just love these so much. I can't tell you how much they mean. It was totally worth the investment. And so, you know, like, yeah, where you are in that podcast journey, like, it feels a little crazy for me to feel like I can sit here and say this to you. Like, I've, I'm 29 years old and I've been doing this for five years, but there was that moment where you like, you're just doing the work because it matters to you and you just have to keep doing it. It's because it's the thing you can't not do. Right. You know, it's like, it kind of gets you out of bed in the morning and keeps you up at night. And it's this thing that you're always kind of like underlying like any conversation or any experience. It's like, Oh, well maybe this can tie into that. It's this kind of, you just keep going with it. Yeah. And eventually it becomes something that is something and it becomes something that matters to other people and it becomes something that like other people can be a part of. And that's been true for me in photography. And like, You just kind of keep pushing the boulder up the hill. What do you do when
1: you, I mean, there has to be times where you're like, I don't want to get out of bed today. And (laughs) I haven't heard anything on any of my social media. Like I, nobody's giving me any feedback. Nobody likes my thing. Like whatever those narratives are in your head. What is it that you do when you feel that way to move you through that or to move you past it? Like, do you have practical things that you do?
2: I do. I cry into my cat. a <laughs> fucking cat. I have, I know you don't get it, and that's. Fine. I don't get it. It's I really fine. don't. It's fine. Um, I get it. I love my cat. <laughs> yeah, I cry into the nearest cat, and I feel sorry for myself for a minute. Um, sometimes several minutes. Sometimes I refuse to put pants on, and I order French fries and chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and that's just how that goes. Do you get Instacart? Um, no, it's uh, it's uh. uh postmates for oh, the postmates most part in or nashville
0: DoorDash or something yeah. yeah yeah you know you just whatever whatever you need brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but many health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes
3: to get through
2: it. Um, like the practical things are like, sometimes I kind of learned this when I was in the trenches of doing full-time childcare, uh, like round the clock. And I was so tired and like, I just have learned to never underestimate the power of a shower. I am totally a lazy shower person. Like, yeah, me too. I do not want to wash my hair more than I have to. I do not want to take a shower more than I have to. And that got real bad when I lived in California, and it wasn't humid, and it was a drought. And I was like, (laughs) I can go three, four days, and it's totally fine, and nobody's judging me. And in Nashville, sometimes I take a shower twice a day because it's because it's humid, or because I'm just like cold in my bone marrow. Like I get cold in a different way after living here. Yeah, it made me soft. It's totally true what they say. Um, but yeah, now I've completely forgotten what thread of commentary we, oh, we were just talking
1: about what you do to get through oh, those yeah. moments the shower
2: where- the shower situation is a really good one sometimes i just need to like yank myself outside even if it's 20 degrees outside yeah. i just need to go outside and remember that a world outside of my like panic attack moment exists yeah and then i'm like okay or i flip back through some work i'm really proud of i have a bin um of like christmas cards and things that I like, people oh, will send me with the yeah, photos yeah, with taken. the photos that you are taken. And sometimes when I feel like shit about myself, I go and I pull that out, and I'm like, oh, that's real nice. That's nice to look at. This matters to somebody. Or I look at the stuff that's up on my wall, and I'm like, okay, I did that. Like that's, and then I just start to like write things down, yeah. like write ideas down that I've either started and haven't finished, or that make me feel like mm-hmm. I have a path forward. And then I just am like, okay, this gets attention today. And then here's the rest of the stuff that I have to do, but I'm going to give myself half an hour to do something that feels really good. To right. Me. I, I think
1: you're right about getting outside. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a bit of a weenie when it comes to weather. Like when it's, uh, you know, I'm getting re- Like I said, I'm going to New York and it's going to be fucking cold. Yeah, good and, luck. and now I'm like, <laughs> it's so cold and rainy outside here in Petaluma at 50 degrees. Mm. Or whatever.
2: <laughs> You're going to get your ass worked. I do
1: need to do that. I need to step outside. I need to get some fresh air. A couple of weeks ago, I was feeling pretty low. Um and I I went I decided that for however long it was going to last, I was just going to tell myself do something healthy. Like mm-hmm. not not think about work, not think about podcasts, not think about kids, not whatever, just like take a drink of water. Yep. Um To walk around the block or something. Like I I did probably This didn't help. I think for the entire month of December, I was just mildly saturated with alcohol, like 24 seven happens (laughs) and that a lot of it, I was going through some like avoidance moments. Actually, this is a great story. I should tell you It's a little bit of a vulnerable story, but so a little bit of it was like avoiding feelings, Mm -hmm. um, which is not usually my, well, it's not true. I do avoid feelings, but I usually do it through work. Um, I couldn't do that this time. A little bit of it was um, just the holidays, and, mm-hmm. and I was taking some time off. So some friends were like, every day somebody's like, hey, let's go get a drink. And then one drink turns into three or, right. or whatever. Um, and then it caught, a, caught up with me on New Year's <laughs> because I had one too many. Like yeah. It was the last glass of champagne at midnight that put me over the edge, yeah, and I was like, oh, no. Famous last words. It's, I mean, what a rookie move on New Year's to get sick and throw up. But.
2: I had a one-to-one ratio on New Year's. It was like for every drink I had – I had a drink of water also I did
1: too but that's how that's how saturated I was from the rest of the month because I had there were times I had two glasses of water in between drinks Oof, and I still got wood. sick at the end yeah imagine what that looked like when it was all I don't really back want up. to thanks though <laughs> I just threw the dress in the garbage <laughs>
2: it was awful. it feels like that's probably the right move.
1: Oh myth. god. So okay, you sent me a uh, podcast episode just recently.
2: I did. Um
1: and I loved it because you were like this the, imagine like this is kind of um this is this is like na- the the life the life of Nashville basically. Mm. Um I would like within 35 seconds I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good."
2: Aww. This
1: is, it felt... <laughs> So good. And since then, I've been listening to like, I've been Googling Nashville music, not country music, that music that I was listening to on that podcast. Tell us a little bit about it. It was so good.
2: Um, I loved it. Well, I'm so glad you liked it because I sent it to you because it felt like it would be, it, it felt a little bit in like the vein of the kind of stuff that you're doing and um, but it also felt like really reminiscent of the conversation that we had in the last podcast about like, how do you like the Nashville music scene and how it feels and how it's different than like the commercial Nashville music right. scene. Um, and you get like, you, I mean, you get a lot of those worlds, but um, this podcast that we're talking about now is it's called the long ride. And it's with uh, my friends, wild ponies, Doug and Talisha Williams. And they have kind of like, I've known them for a while, but I didn't really know that they were working on, on this project. I didn't know what it was specifically until I listened to it last week. I think, yeah, it came out last week. And it's this, uh, the first thing out of my mouth, I was like, it's like, have you ever listened to Broken Record podcast? I don't think I have. It's a podcast that's kind of like all about like, it's like digital liner notes. Like, you know, you you used to get albums and all of the liner notes would be in there, all of like the backstory and the people who worked on it and all that stuff. Um, But Broken Record kind of like makes that podcast conversation because people don't buy albums anymore for the most part. And um So you kind of get to have these conversations with the musicians who, like, they play music on there, and they talk about the process of making the album and the backstories on some of the songs. And it's just this really cool look into that. But what they've done is it's kind of like Broken Record walks into a bar in East Nashville, and all of a sudden, you've kind of got a line into the heartbeat of, like, the undercurrent of Nashville. Like, it's the songwriters who are, like, they are... Sort of writing the music that is like the soundtrack to the best kept secrets in Nashville. And it's super neat to to listen to that. And their first episode was with Will Kimbrough and to kind of like deep dive into like getting to hear his music in the way that you would if you were sitting in Nashville. Like it kind of makes this little slice of music city accessible to people who aren't in it. Right which was really cool to send to you. Cause you've been like, Oh my gosh, I'm so interested in Nashville. totally, And I like want to know more about the music scene. And I was like, well, here's your direct line. Like yeah. it's really neat. Like to, to kind of have carved out that space. Um, and it's like, that's the kind, like there's this like little bit of magic that just, it took me and people always were like, Oh, there's like this magic in Nashville. Like you'll totally, you'll walk into a bar or whatever. And like, you know, so-and-so will just be there and knock your face off. And that's totally happened. But like, to have that in this like bite-sized piece, it's just really cool. I think what people are doing in the podcast world is so interesting. I I, I tell you what, what, one of the things I loved about it
1: was it felt very, it did feel very familiar in terms of like obviously it's it's different content, it's different people that they're talking to, but it's so it was so very um connective and personable, and I love I love flaws and and not that it was flawed, but you know, when you, it's live, right? So you hear all the noise in the space, you hear the audience, you hear like that, by the way, that big 20, well, maybe two to five year dream that I was Mm -hmm. telling you about. That's what I want. I want to do it in front of an audience. I Mm -hmm. want you and I to sit and have a conversation and engage the audience and, and like, it's just another layer of, of connection, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to it and I was like, oh, these guys are the shit. <laughs> I, I just want a, I just want to know them, first of all. We can like, make that happen. And I was thinking, you know, like you said, I was talking about Nashville for a while and I was like, God, I need to just like go to Nashville this spring or you whenever should. you're there for a week and just let me shadow you and I'll follow you around and I'm like with my microphone and just yeah. be like, hey, anybody want to talk to me? Anybody yeah. want to talk to me?
2: Yeah, it's a really... the. The creative community there, I mean, I think I talked last time about the creative community here and it's so good and it's so lovely and I do, I miss it so much, but I have finally found like the keyhole into like my people there Mm -hmm. and it's so neat to be able to kind of like see and support the work of people that I love and have met there Mm -hmm. that are like just doing stuff that's really incredible. And I think that it's kind of like, it's a gift, like those little bits that you can kind of like hold on to and share with other people like it's what, what what you're doing here too it's the it's connection in a way like it will connection in a world where we're really lacking it yeah you know like it is you know to be able to kind of sit in the same space and have a conversation or to be able to go back and listen to that conversation right. even. um we're like it, it really is just so easy to have it be face to facebook and not like real time and so to kind of like dig in to the undercurrent of like the work that we're all doing and like the life that we're all everybody's trying to figure it out I I mean my god and the new year I mean I don't know I love a good new year I do I really I like the intention setting of it I'm intimidated by the fact that I sometimes make goals that I will never meet and so I kind of have like I don't know. I'm thinking about ditching. I'm not thinking about it. I've kind of declared it, so I'm I'm gonna maintain it. But kind of trashing the to do list and turning it into a wish list. Like, of course, there are things that have to be done, right? And so maybe those things are at the top of the wish list, or maybe that's kind of like a separate like task list. But I've kind of I really want to ditch the vocabulary of like being caught up on work. Like Mm -hmm. I. I can't tell you how many times I've said I And mean, then I've started policing myself in the last few months, at least of being like, Oh yeah. I'm like catching up on work. Like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I got to catch up on work. I got to catch up on editing. Like, I'm really like trying to get caught up before you get on this plane. Like that. I, yeah. The number of times that I've said that in the last three months <laughs> makes me want to like I could probably, wash yeah. <laughs> my mouth out with Clorox. Like I just, I'm so sick of myself saying that. You're and I finally, it. <laughs> yeah. I just realized like, you know, in this life that we have, like if you're kind of choosing this unconventional path really in any way, I mean, it's probably true in all industries, but like, especially as a freelancer, when you are the beginning, middle end of your business, when Mm -hmm. you're like the, the marketing and you're the end product and you're everything in between, you're the whole consumer experience. It is like, it's so easy to just get like lost in that. yeah, And to not like, I don't know, I've lost my train of thought again, but, um, Well, did you think about, I think we talked about this when
1: you were here before, like maybe in 2020, you were going to consider having some version of an assistant in your life, like whether it's with work or I've thought about that or even DoorDash. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Anything to make your life a little bit.
2: That's the one better. Like the whole (laughs) post-mating situation and emergencies has become very real. Um, But it also has been like, I think less so than hiring somebody else. It's, it's been a policing of like what I'm saying yes to. Yeah, um, and that's I don't know because I don't feel like I'm in a place where like I I need to hire somebody else. Right. Um, I don't really need to manage anything else. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I am saying yes to things that I can things uphold. that matter. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember what I was going to say about whatever. It's this
0: is I th- well I think you've flow. taken
1: a good <laughs> good perspective. Like you said that you've put two pretty major filters out there Mm -hmm. and even though they're they're general it they they are impactful so is this thing going to push my business in the direction that I'm going right right? is it um without killing me because Mm -hmm. I'm you know doing too much or is it going to get me closer to the foster by the way can we dive into that (laughs) That's a big fucking deal. Yep, and also, can, by the way, congratulations for even that, like you. coming to that decision. That's yeah. I did
2: huge. it on the last day of 2019, which felt like the exact right way to start the new year. It like been we on, just wake up and you're like, oh shit, this is the thing. No, no. I was training to be a foster parent here. I started that process in California. I am so not.
1: That's so you. Then that's I, so,
2: I got into a relationship and yeah. I moved. Bailed on it. And I left my agency and it broke my heart. And, <laughs> um, and then I... I tried when once we were in Tennessee to kind of find it, an agency that I felt really good about, mm-hmm. but I didn't find one and I still am unimpressed with the agencies that are available for somebody like me who is not necessarily going to go down a, a very specific path of like a religious oriented, mm-hmm. um, agency. And like, there's just, it's the South. It's very different than here. Um, and so for me, I'm, I'm choosing to kind of go through the state and, um, kind of bypass the agency role in that which is mm-hmm. fine by me. Um so it's been a thing that has been on my heart for years and yeah. years even before I started that process here. Um and I'm really excited to make it a priority. Like I just I put it on hold. I put it on hold twice yeah. and I'm not willing to do it anymore. Um and I'm not I'm certainly not in a place where I'm ready to say yes to a kid full time but um, I am I want to start that process because it is a long one. Like it yeah. probably is going to take me an entire year to get through the training process in Tennessee mm-hmm. and then to work with a placement person who's then going to sort of assess my situation and right. then go through the process of the home study and getting that approved. Okay. And, you know, so wait, it's a let's, lot. Let's stop here for a second
1: because there, I don't know the foster system per, like intimately. I have never experienced it on either direction. Um, but kind of on the outside, people view these, you you hear story after story after story of these horrific foster parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about, like there is a huge process that you have to go through that could potentially take a year. There's a lot, there's a lot of checks and balances there. How do those horrible foster parents that you hear about get through that process?
2: It is A lot less strict in some places. The process in California is major in comparison to the process in Tennessee. The training that I was going through here was very different than the training that's there. The training that I was going through with my agency here, the agency I was working with is TLC, and they're based out of Sebastopol. And they have a lot of like trauma-informed care training that is mandatory. That is not as prevalent in Tennessee. So there's you you go through the, the basics and you go through the training. There is training in every state. But the process is a lot easier. It's a lot more lax in some places. And I don't know as much about that in Tennessee because I haven't gone through it yet. Um, I have to have an info meeting before I start training. And mm-hmm. I imagine I'll like learn a lot more about what that looks like in Tennessee versus California or really anywhere else. But um, it is, I mean, it is a bit of an epidemic, especially in the South. And, mm-hmm. and I think a part of that plays into like the opioid crisis is, right. is also, it is, displacing a lot of kids and it's also paving the way for a lot of foster parents who should not necessarily be foster parents to kind of go through the system because they are desperate for foster parents. And like, I don't think that that's, I don't, I think it is a terribly flawed system. So people are going to kind of get through the cracks of that. Um, And I don't know enough about it to sort of speak to like any sort of percentage of bad placements. Like I don't, I don't know that really, um, but I've heard those same stories, too. It makes me feel better that there is this screening process. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, at the same time, like it's, it's a st- you get a stipend mm-hmm. for having a foster kid. And if you are somebody who has a huge home and has the means to kind of, like, provide at least something for these foster kids then you are sometimes able to pocket that stipend, which Mm -hmm. is a business for some people as gross as that is. And as gross as that sounds because it is gross and terrible. And I just hate the idea of that, but it, you know, it becomes something that is potentially financially lucrative, which is why then people were more willing to kind of go through Mm -hmm. the ropes of like getting all of this done and getting approved to be a foster parent, because you can then all of a sudden,
1: I mean, obviously I just have these visions in my head of like, it's just the stories that you hear, whether you hear hear them on the news or movies that have been made after it or whatever. And I've always had this like, Oh, my heart goes out to foster children because the, it seems like not knowing for sure that the likelihood is very high that a child can be placed with a really gross parent Mm -hmm. who is going to, you know, you know, like, in the best case scenario, neglect them. In the worst case case scenario there's like some horrific abuse or, mm-hmm. or you know, negligence there or whatever. But Yeah. Um, I mean I
2: don't I I have observed my observation
3: is that yes, it is a broken system and it
2: It is something that needs a lot of attention and so many more resources than it has available. But my personal take on it is that I would rather be working within the system. Oh yeah. To kind of make whatever difference I can versus just observing. I cannot think of
1: a human better suited to be a foster parent than (laughs) you. Oh my God. I I can tell you right now, I will cry. The day that you put the announcement out there that you have a child, I will cry. I'll
2: cry I'm soon. sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I cried when I just like registered for the classes. I was like, uh, hello, I oh need somebody to hold my me. my <laughs> like, God.
1: Call one of your cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The other day you meet, you put a post up there and I don't know why I was surprised by this. I think I even replied like, oh my God, you just amaze me every time you post something. Mm-hmm. You were playing the guitar and you were singing on this post. <laughs> and I know, like, I've known that you have a music background, but because I never see like you in that filter, you know what I mean? It's always... Laura friend, Laura, you know, who knows somebody I know, Laura, the photographer, like I've never actually witnessed you in music. Um, you put that up there and I got goosebumps. I was like, Oh yeah, of course she can fucking play the guitar and sing." (laughs) like, why am I surprised by this? And it was, I was so happy that you did it because to me, and you maybe not have felt this way because music is your thing, but for me to do something like that, That's, like, that's the downside <laughs> to, to go, having Daniel. a studio in the basement. <laughs> Good one. Um, yeah, chairs moving on your head. Um I could not think of anything more horrifying. Than me trying to perform something like that and put it on social media. Well, now, also I don't have a music background.
2: What so. you didn't see is the most mediocre musical event know, of the year sorry, that I'm I embarrassed. posted. I didn't even watch it. Oh, don't worry. It was recorded on Facebook Live okay. and it's on my Facebook page. I'm going to watch it. Please don't. I'm
1: uh, going to, and I'm going to tell everybody on the podcast I'm Mortified today. by the amount
2: of like touring Why? musician friends of mine that like watched it. Like I was like, oh my god, did you really? I mean, it was just a, it was. It's been a, like a family tradition for. A while and we've had like friends of ours that like FaceTime in and we'll watch it just, I mean it is just I mean it's a joke like it's it's so fun it's nice to have like you know my family can be tricky like we have like this common goal this thing that we do every year like this like Christmas concert and like we just decided I mean my brother <laughs> and I made a fake album cover for like the most mediocre music musical event of the year and um,
1: I'm for sure posting that link on god my- <laughs>
2: podcast (laughs) facebook yeah well part of it was like i had just done that and i was like i don't care and also i mean just to kind of keep it super real like i the guitar that i was playing in that i got the week of my friend's funeral um and i lost a good friend of mine um in october and i just uh i just i wrote a song for her and I decided like and I was asked to play it at her service. And I decided that I could not play that song on the untunable piece of fire kindling that I had been like, oh. you know, learning yeah. to play the guitar again on. Um and so I went to a woman-owned music store in East Nashville, Fanny's House of Music, and I found this guitar and I called some friends and I was like. I don't know, like I don't really even know what I'm looking for. Um, But I I need, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I had two or three people that like, I did a like, you know, phone consult while they were on the road. And then my friend Amy came and played the guitar and was like, okay, like this is, it's totally sound. And so I had this guitar and the song that I played and I put on Facebook was the last song that I was supposed to sing at her funeral. And for reasons that were sort of outside of everybody's control, where her, it was a celebration of life and where her service was, we were on very strict time constraints. And so the service started running over and her husband ended up like wrapping up the, oh, yeah. the service early. And so we cut that, we cut a few other things. And so I was just like, you know what? Like I just am feeling really strongly like that this song that was supposed to be at the end of this, like it, like I want to, to share it for the same reasons. Like they, they wanted it at the service. And so I, uh, I was kindness by Ben Glover who has, um become a friend in nashville it was recorded by amy on her album too and um it was just this song that, like i heard and it just kind of like settles in your bones i'm like my god it's just so beautiful and it was the last song i played to my friend kirsten when uh, she was in the hospital oh. and um she never she didn't get to hear the song i wrote for her um although i still just would say that she's heard it already and oh, of that's course, fine totally. um but I was like, you know what? Like, I just played this stupid Christmas concert. I have nothing to lose. And this just feels like, I mean, it just feels like kind of like a song to end the decade with. And moving to Nashville, I kind of feel like it encouraged me to like, to just allow music back into my life in a way that I was kind of ready to just like put it on the shelf. It's not really what I do. It's not who I am. And I'm, I mean, my God, I'm never like. I do not want to play out. I do not want to be a touring musician. Like I do not have career aspirations of being like a musician yeah. for a job. Like that is not my path. I don't think like, you know, never say never, I guess, but yeah. also like, that's just not what it, you know, that's, I play it for joy. Like right. I pick up an instrument for joy, which is why I never touch my clarinet ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so if it doesn't feel like, because it isn't work for me, like it yeah. is this thing. It has become this outlet that all of a sudden I'm like, right. Like, I used to write all the time. I love writing. It's such a good way for me to process. And also I play music. And now I can kind of like put these things together. It just is this kind of like small world thing that sort of has brought me back to like, okay, yeah, like this can be a part of my life without it being my career. It doesn't have to be my career for me to still be a musician and still play music. And so that's kind of like the long story behind me being like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't care. Like it was I'm a, lovely. I'm going to share it. It was so lovely. And I was have so... nothing to prove and nothing to lose. <laughs> I think so. I
1: do think this is the one of the, one of the things that people love most about you. And at least something that draws me to you as well is like, I mean, you you have this kind of self-deprecating humor and you don't take <laughs> yourself too seriously. Yet at the same time, you have so many gifts and you're willing to just embrace them. And um, I think, and you know, regardless of whether like musically they it was perfect or you know your musician professional friends would have thought that it was worth whatever I think everybody who listened to it and especially anybody who you can call a friend probably was as moved as I was just to see you put it up there and it's not mm-hmm. about whether it was perfect musically but just the fact that there is a moment in which we got to see a side of you that quite frankly we don't see very often you know maybe you yeah know. <laughs> <So,
2: laughs> Um,
1: nope. I thought it was lovely. I loved it. I sing and to my cats in my car I and in did. the shower. <laughs> I love to sing. Love, love, love. I am not like you. Probably don't want to hear me sing. I'll hear um, you sing. Definitely, the podcast listeners do not want to hear me sing. But I think I have a lovely voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any cats. They might think I would love ha- have your cats might think my voice is lovely. But yes, oh, we'll I'm a car singer. Out. Um, I'm a shower singer. I am like, I don't know how to control my voice, so I sing really loud so I could probably never sing into a microphone because people would be like oh my god <laughs> make mm. her stop but I have been known to walk around Keller Street co-work and, and like belt out a tune here there and go. there That's and the people spirit. are like what is that happened
2: hey um, shake it, it feels
1: good you know I don't have something like that and I realized mm. that at the end of that should be something that kind of goes on my Your 2020 year. it's yeah. like to just discover what it is Tactically, that I want to, I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't play an instrument. I you know I can sing to myself. But do I want to learn how to do pottery? Like, I've thought about that. Yeah. Or I, I I want something that I can do with my hands. Or do you, you know, like with, to paint? No. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I like to paint. Within, like, you give me a puzzle to do, or you give me, you know, a paint by numbers to do, mm-hmm. or something that I do love that. I did one thing one time that um, was amazing. I bought this. I went to Legoland, of all places, with my kids, which <laughs> you'd think would be a nightmare, but it actually was pretty cool. Um, and I bought this 3,000-plus-piece Lego set of the Sydney Opera House. And it took me two years to put this thing together. But it was so meditative every time I sat down and it had the books like it was full like instructional like I had there were three probably 50 or 60 page instruction books to put this thing together that felt really good I felt like I was kind of meditative it kind of took me outside of work or took me outside of kids you know whatever life was throwing at me I actually went through a two moves and a divorce all in the period of time it took me to put the damn Sydney opera house together, <laughs> probably saved my life or somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, fair. um, I would like to find something that I could escape mm-hmm. into. Um, and I think that's just going to take like exploring, right? Yeah. Like taking some time and go to a pottery class. I had Johnny Horshmagel and Jenny on here. Oh, I love um, them. They were amazing. Let me just say, I was so I was so proud of Jenny. First of all, she came in here and and, and we talked about you because she was like, "I'm." So, she almost didn't come because she was so nervous. And I remembered when you and I first started talking, and you were fairly nervous. Um, mm-hmm. and that goes away after five minutes. Like yeah. I think just conversation, it just goes away. And I kept telling Johnny, "I'm like, ask her to come. I think she's really gonna love it. And if she hates it, we can just she can just sit out, and we don't have yeah. to publish it or whatever." Um, and it, you know, lo and behold, she was fine after a few minutes, and she was she actually wants to do it again, which I'm so <gasps> grateful for. They, oh, were the they were lovely. They were lovely. And what I loved is that when she comes back or when they come back, they're willing to dive into, this Is might be something I do this year, like a topic um, as yeah. opposed to like sit around, you know, like and these happy hour conversations are great and I oh, love yeah. them. Every now and then I want to kind of just dive into something that I've been thinking about, you know, whether, you know, in and, you know, it could be the election or it could be a religion or mm-hmm. it could be, you know, sexuality or, or whatever. Um, And I, because I'm, I'm not Barbara Walters, I'm not trying to uncover anything like crazy with people. And I want people to to have fun while they're here and not feel like they're put on the spot. But when she came back to me and she's like, I think we want to come back and I want to talk about this topic. And I was like, Holy crap. You got it, mama. Like, let's do it. Um, So I don't know why that came out, but that was just, it was a kind of a fun uh, oh, it's a pottery. It was a pottery. I was like, I yeah. was trying to convince her to do a workshop so that I can learn how to yeah. do
2: ceramics. <laughs> yeah. I think you should try everything once.
1: I would actually prefer to learn mm-hmm. music. I'm, I just know my version of learning things is to dive really deep and really like kind of perfectionistic. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know that that is something that's a huge thing. And so I don't have the bandwidth to do it at the, level that I would like to probably yeah. do it. So that might be like the equivalent of people who collect books and they're like, when I retire, I'm going to read all these books. Like, yeah. I'm like, "Ah, when I retire, I'm going to learn how to play. I don't know what instrument I want to learn how to play. Probably the piano. Actually drums, yeah. actually drums. I was going to remind you of your drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I do have drumsticks. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, but like for me, I'm like, I want to be like Sheila E. I don't want to just play the drums. I want to be yeah. a badass. Yeah. Is, is she a badass anymore? I, I mean say. I'm dating myself here
2: yeah that's fine <laughs> that's fine
1: okay so Nashville when are we gonna do this um, I'm coming
2: okay I would say do don't you have come a, in the middle of summer because it's kind of the most miserable time it, of the
1: well year. it's really going to depend on when or you're February. there because I have to sleep on your floor
2: well you can definitely <laughs> I'm just not just inviting sleep on my myself floor. you can <laughs> <to> sleep <laughs> on your couch in my house but not on my floor um, <laughs> yeah no I think come like you know maybe come in May okay yeah I'm gonna do yeah, to walk about and just kind of like have a have a Nashville slice of life. Like, you
1: know what's interesting. and uh, in this I can say this about many cities, even not just in the United States but around the world. Um I spent all that time in auto racing and we went to many, many cities, and I don't know anything about any of them because I only went from, Hotel to racetrack yeah. to restaurant to hotel. I mean, and Nashville yeah. was one of them.
2: It's like being on tour. Like you, you just you go don't, to what yeah. you're going to right. and you get on the road and you keep going. Like, And
1: always we, we'd have a new city that we would put on a schedule and I would, you know, we do it for two or three or four years or something. And I was like, Oh, Nashville, like, Oh great. Mm-hmm. We get to see Nashville and never did we see Nashville. Right. <laughs> we saw fucking holiday in
2: like, Oh, you get to racetrack. travel all the time. That must be so nice. And you're like, yeah, it's a lot of interstates.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> interstates, airplanes. Yeah.
2: I spent you know, a lot of my life on the go like
1: Denny's you know. or what is the the thing in Nashville like the breakfast the chain breakfast place that everybody goes to Was uh, there one
2: I mean Waffle House is pretty like key everywhere you know Waffle like, house, that's kind of you know, like a big southern staple that's a or Cracker Barrel crack or whatever barrel. but there's like yeah. also prime breakfast situations like
1: anything as good as the house. tea room
2: Oh, uh, that's a completely different entity. <laughs> I
1: like, mean, I, I, loved, I just today was people like people move to Petaluma and stay in Petaluma because of the tea room. Cafe. I make
2: meetings happen at the tea room when I yes. come here. Like I'm like, okay, you want to meet for lunch at the tea room? <laughs> like, yes. I mean, I just, I posted something a little stupid today that was like, I got, I get to California and I immediately start having a meltdown about like what to eat because I miss everything so much and it's yeah. so good. And I want to eat all of the things, but a, I shouldn't eat all of the things because my body hates me when I do that. And I'm coming off of like six weeks of, eating whatever the freaking heck I want from Thanksgiving until New Year's. And I was like, I'm not, I'm going to stop in January. I'm going to stop. And then I was like, Oh God, I'm but I'm going to California. (laughs) So it's like after California, after California, I'm getting back on the wagon and I'm going to try really hard, really, really, really hard to do that. But you know, I just get here and I'm like, give me all the things. I ate a cookie before I came. Like I didn't need a cookie. I wasn't even hungry, but it was like the ginger cookie from Petaluma market. Like I needed it. (laughs) And I'm going to the tea room. I mean, like I'm going to like. Oh, I'm cookie. gonna eat the tacos. I'm gonna like. Yes. You know, have the sandwich. Oh, for sure. Like, oh. Where are
1: your favorite tacos from around here? It is a stupid question, but Elroy's you know, taco truck. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like. A, I like, know that's not even. A, it's not a real question because it's like Elroy's, And but, like
2: the truck, like
1: the truck, the truck. versus the restaurant. Okay, the, so it's an experience. I know. I <laughs> totally agree. Now, this is what cracks me up about Elroy's because. For those people who are not in Petaluma, there is a restaurant and then across the street, diagonal on the corner is their food truck, the taco truck. But now they have a, th- a second taco truck, which is only two blocks past Ooh, the, the restaurant. One? You know where the library is? Yeah. Where there, was, there used to be a taco truck right in the fairgrounds parking lot. Now it's the Elroy's truck. Get out.
2: So they got edged out. Yes.
1: So uh, it's like Elroy's, 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 all in like a three block area. Well, and always it. busy. Yeah. Always busy. I will say, I, I have to always remind them not to put so much cilantro on my shrimp tacos. See,
2: like, yeah, I like to
1: it's, I it like cilantro, here. but I don't want to die from cilantro poisoning. And that's what I
2: feel like. Is it's that even a happen. real thing? Maybe it could be. I think that's, I think you're yanking my chain. No, I don't know.
1: But you know me. I mean, I, I like, I also, yeah. it's like going to Elroy's is like going to, um, how can I compare this to people, the mainstream people, those people who go to New York city and they look in the Macy's window at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. That's me <laughs> standing in the parking lot at Elroy's. <laughs>
2: That's fair. I'm looking at other people. <laughs> well, I, I, I sort of feel like it's it like so me much. looking at the line at Hattie B's and Nashville, and like going to Bolton's or somewhere else. Like going like I don't know, like the place where all the tourists are going. Mm-hmm. Like all like you know the, the you gotta
3: go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
3: Huh. Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, it by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Gotta go. You gotta go. But really, the intel is at like this other place. that doesn't yeah. really have as much. Like their social media isn't as shiny. Yeah. You know, and so but that's, that's the like, better place to go. Yeah. go. yeah, I do
1: tend to gravitate toward the places that the tourists aren't. Well, that's a little In bit like the, the whole
2: Nashville parallel too. like you know you just have the you have the commercialized version of Nashville, and that's what everybody sees. I don't even know what that is anymore. Like, I think well, because you know, my like own version CNA, of Nashville now they? is
1: your is your life right. basically. You're my window to Nashville. Yeah. Well, so but
2: happy, you, happy to be. <laughs> you can have a real window into Nashville when you come visit.
1: I cannot wait. So you, um, last year you spent, a, you kind of like, you would call and you'd be like, I'm coming to California. And then you're booking in all these gigs, right? So what's that process? Somebody was like, I want you to come out here. And then you just build a trip around it. Or you're like, I'm just going go to California and fill in all the slots.
2: Well, it was because this trip was there. a little different. Like I normally have a corporate gig in the beginning of January that i You know, it was, it was maybe going to happen. Maybe wasn't going to happen. And my best friend is getting married in September. And so we needed the time to go wedding dress shopping. And so we're like, well, let's let's do that. Like, let's plan on January, even if I'm not doing that job. Um, and so that was the plan. Like we just were like, okay, January. And I had a few other people that wanted sessions. And then I posted like, I mean, this trip really is a lot more. I'm seeing people more than I'm working for the most part. Um, or at least that's how that was going to go. And now it's kind of 50, <laughs> yeah. 50 I put something up cause I did have room for another session or two. And within like six hours of being on the ground in California, like I had multiple messages from people who were like, Oh my gosh, can you like fit in a session? And, um, and it was really sweet. It kind of like made me a little bit emotional cause I was like, I really like, I didn't know because I, because it was last minute and I didn't know my schedule until like the last second. Um, it was really amazing to have put that out there and then just been like completely obliterated by like, Oh my gosh, we want to book you for this. and we going to book you for that. Like I've been gone for a while, you know? And yeah. so it kind of feels like that phases out sometimes. And sometimes I feel really like a lot less connected to here than I used to be. Um, but to have that kind of response, like, I don't know, it just was, it was a really beautiful moment of feeling like, so incredibly supported and feeling like this thing that I've been doing and I've been kind of trucking away at like it's working. It's starting to
1: work. Yeah. You know, and even it if working. it's,
2: you know, not here or not there, like it's amazing to feel supported. And I just feel really grateful to like exist in a space in my work right now where you know i can i can do that and yeah. i can kind of fill in the space and so that's kind of what happened i mean and normally i try to give a little bit more lead time but i just didn't really know how this trip was going to shake out and then when i had the availability i put it out there and it got like usurped in a nanosecond that's awesome, awesome. so
1: i small um, my trip next week has kind of started that way and it just that's what made me think if so i basically what i did is i applied for this opportunity which i really thought was a you know there wasn't a shot in hell that this was going to happen but Something came across my desk and it was a, an entrepreneurial event, um, around podcasting and, um, they were only going to choose 15 people. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to apply because yeah, why, why not? not? <laughs> um, and then they're like, Hey, we want to interview you. And so I did this interview process and I, all the stuff and then they're like, all right, you're in. So I'm like, holy fuck. Awesome. That's awesome. So then of course I was like, all right, scrambling, like I want to make the most of this. Right. So A, what do I want to get out of this two day event? Right. I'm mm-hmm. going for a week. Um. So I kind of, that's when I started like, oh my God, I got to do all my rebranding and all this stuff. Cause I want to make sure that I'm prepared and and make sure that I'm like optimizing my contacts or whatever. And then yeah. I was like, Hey man, I'm just going to take my podcast gear with me. This is a perfect opportunity for me to tap into some guests that I would never have the opportunity because right. they're across the country. And so I started putting stuff out there, mostly to people that I don't even know, um, just through either like, friends who are like, oh, you should try and talk to these people or or whatever. And a couple of even cold pitches mm. um, to people I follow on Instagram or something. And then I kept getting yeses. And so nice. I did the same thing. I bu- I've booked now my entire week with either I'm being interviewed on podcasts or I'm interviewing people on podcasts, um, people that I, I've just think are cool and doing really great stuff. And I would love to connect to. And, um, I did have a moment yesterday where I was like, Oh, I, I may have like bit off more than I could chew. But at the same time, I'm like, I know (laughs) at the same time I'm like, but wait, this is an opportunity that I don't get to have very often. So Mm -hmm. I'll power through and like, I'll work 24 seven if I have to while I'm there, just because it's only a week. Right. And then it started thinking like, would laura do um,
2: <laughs> She laura would, just, would say yes to everything i know go home and curl up in the fetal position that's with soft what I did pants and order postmates and chicken nuggets
1: <laughs> that's what i did last night i did have tamales instead of chicken nuggets but i ended up like getting into a hot bath i'm not proud of chicken nuggets by and the way. <laughs> oh, you should totally be proud who cares um i got in a hot bath i meditated for like 15 minutes yeah there you go and i got out and i just started making lists i'm mm-hmm. like okay this is you know th- this is how i'm going to get everything done um, it felt a whole lot better. And then I was like, fuck, just book another trip. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many, there's a couple things I had to say no to because I couldn't yeah. schedule it in. So I was like, all right, airplanes fly every day, like, book another trip in the summer. And then it, that's when I was like, I'm gonna to go to Nashville too. Like, yeah. I may as well just
2: take this show Come on the on. road. Yeah, so do a cross country tour. Yeah, I'm going on tour. <laughs> yeah, look at you go. See, it's a different kind of tour life. Like, that's what I love about having musicians as friends. Like, I feel like for so much of my life, like any sort of like the travel that I did on the road, like there was no there like. I have such good friends, but like, there was no parallel to that. Like nobody really like got the road life. And then I moved to Nashville and like literally at least like, everybody's like 70% of my friends are touring musicians at this point. And it's just like, they totally get the road life. And so we're all sort of like, how do we support each other? How do we just like, it'll be yes. really great to see you. And like, I'll be porch bomb. Like it's like, I, I love porch bombing. It's like my most what favorite is that? thing. And I like batch make food. And then when my friends get home from tour, I either like leave it in the refrigerator or I just like leave it on their porch you're such a good the human. ones that have That's dogs ridiculous. it's really a pain in the ass because i always get like found out unless <laughs> i go before they get back but like it's so like to have people that know that life and yeah. can like and appreciate when like you get home a and sometimes home you like meal. just well that and like sometimes you just need some space like yeah. i really genuinely sometimes like i just want to go like sometimes i land and i get home and i'm like i'm ready to go more often than not i'm like i want to take my pants off and I don't want anybody to talk to me for 24 hours. 24
1: hours. yeah. Like I need, because
2: these trips are so like, go, 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 go. It's like this kaleidoscope of people and things and experiences and conversations. And I just really need like a nanosecond. Like I yeah. just need, I'm totally one of those extrovert introvert people who just yeah. like, I just need some space.
1: I mean, I think it's healthy. Like yeah. to just
2: take your, you know, get a breath, but I'm know, excited and, for you. Like yeah. the idea of you like taking this podcast on tour because I think that would be really, fun.
1: I, so yes, that was kind of part of my meditation. I'm like, I'm just going to dream big. And what's funny is I, um, I started to say this earlier and I felt this, I'm going to tie this back to long ride with wild ponies because <laughs> two weeks ago I went and saw, um, Hamilton uh, for the first time, nice. which I can't believe it's been this long or it's taken the song for me to get there. And it, that was I an still accident. Have not, so good for you. Okay, Laura, I was sitting in my seat with goosebumps from head to toe, from start to finish, and all I could think of was like the genius behind Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? And that he created this most incredibly creative, spectacular show. And all I could think of was, he's such a genius, and I want to make people feel the way he makes me feel right now. Mm. And I don't know what that looks like. And all I know is I know how to talk into a microphone and I can push all these buttons and I can make people laugh and feel good. And if I can do that to a wider audience for an hour,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I will be the happiest human on the planet. Like I can't imagine how he feels when he sits at home in his, whatever, lounger launcher, whatever puts his feet up and is like, I'm making these people feel good. Mm-hmm. Like it, Felt so amazing. And I felt a lot of that when I listened to that podcast. I was like, they're making people feel good. Like, they're having fun. The people in the audience are laughing. And I feel like this generally speaking to live events, you know, Mm -hmm. musicians and actors and and, and that type of thing. Like, they're taking people out of their space for just a period of time and hopefully – the people who are, you know, absorbing it are getting goosebumps and laughing and crying and yeah.
2: all of that. It's and a gift. It's a gift to kind of like take I, I don't know. And I I feel that way in photography too, but I, I feel it a lot when I'm observing the work of other people as well, like with this and with that podcast and with like just other things in general that you're like consuming as a as a consumer. <laughs> like it is it's so nice to have a slice of somebody's life to connect with. Mm -hmm. And I felt that way when I I listened to Brandy and Tanya talk about the album that they worked on together on broken record, which is kind of like how I got into that podcast. And like, like, and that kind of ties back to the Americana fest world and all of that stuff. And just like the pieces of life that you can kind of like dive into that you wouldn't necessarily have access to otherwise. I think that is one of the gifts of like this time in life yeah, and this time in the world and like having access in a really beautiful way, like not in a, ex, like in a way that feels like exploiting somebody's truth or somebody's mm-hmm. life. Like you do get to have like these little bits of connection where like you wouldn't necessarily have yeah. that. And it it's, it is, it feels like a gift. It feels like a gift to be allowed into that space. And it feels like a gift to be able to like, be a listener to that yeah. as well and just i don't know i mean i just i still stand by the fact that like we're all all of us like artists non-artists like whatever wh- wherever you land in the spectrum of humanity like we are all trying to do work that matters and work that like makes people feel something yeah. and if at the end of the day we can hang our hat on that then like i just i think it's been a damn good day agreed i would say
1: that i wish all people were trying to make all people feel good mm-hmm. because imagine the place that we would be, oh, yeah. you know, you, we always like you and I, and people like us, we have this idea like, God, I, even if I just make a few people feel good for an hour, mm-hmm. like, can that spread? Can people, what does that spread to somebody like who listened and like, Oh, I was really inspired. Like I was with your friends and like, Oh, I want to share that with other people. And, and does that ripple affect You know, we, 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 a lot of us can sit here and be like, well, but I'm just this one person that nobody knows. And I don't make a big of a difference, but Can we, though? Like, I would hope we could, and I would hope that we could spread that.
2: Big changes made one person at a time. I mean, I
1: know that's the truth. It's just so hard to feel. It is
2: hard. It's hard when you look at it with a macro lens. If you look at it with a micro lens, which is sometimes, like, you were asking about, like, what I have to do with my work sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, if I get stuck in a rut, and I feel like this is true kind of across all industries, across all kinds of people. Like, if you put the micro lens, like you just, you know, you zoom in, you know, instead of like zooming out and feeling super overwhelmed with the amount of things that you aren't getting done and the amount of work that you aren't getting or the amount of feedback that you aren't getting or the amount of accolades that you haven't received. Like if you are looking at that, like it's really easy to get in the spin cycle. But when you zoom in, like sometimes for me, that's like, if I spend a day like being a nanny, that isn't really moving my career forward. It isn't even like if I'm looking at it with my filters for this year, it's not even really moving me <laughs> towards like being a foster parent. It's giving me great experience, and I love right. it. I absolutely adore children, and I love that work. But, like, even in that context, if I zoom in on like the closest lens, I'm like, it did make a difference in like that kid's day. It made a difference in that kid's parents' day. It made yeah. a difference in like in in the context of the child care that I'm doing most of the time now, like it's making a difference in the people who are in the audience of that kid's mom listening to her music. That's a good point. Yeah. And so you, I kind of rein myself back into being like, okay, like what am I proud of today? What did I do today that like my tomorrow self is going to be grateful for? Mm -hmm. And if I can't answer that, then I probably shouldn't go to bed yet. (laughs) I probably have some work to do. (laughs) Like I want to like, you know, um, and I don't know. I just, I think we're all, you know, we're, I would like to think that all of us, even folks who we would have a hard time maybe even being in the same room with, like I would like to think that on a molecular level, we're all trying to They're do trying some level of good. Um, and that looks different to everybody and it feels different, but like, I don't know. I think like community is is it for me. Like it is at the core of everything I believe. And it's been really interesting. I think the biggest thing that has been fun for me to like watch and sort of like, try to embrace as a metamorphosis is like this move from California and then to Nashville and to see how like pieces of both worlds have collided, like where I felt so totally isolated and alone in Nashville for so much of like the first year that I lived there. All I I couldn't get back here fast enough. All I wanted Mm -hmm. to do was come home. I just wanted to come home. And like I worked in places that were familiar to me. I worked with people who were familiar to me. It felt so good, but like kind of growing into that, space and like building a community there yeah, and then seeing, even if we, again, with the micro lens, if we're zooming in on just this podcast and like just how like those worlds have collided in such a positive way, like I got to work with somebody who listened to this podcast, who was in like, who was moved by like what we talked about and how we talked about work that like collides in a completely different way with the people that I've been working with in Nashville. And then now, you know, these friends of mine who are doing this podcast, (laughs) you have an ear on a heartbeat of East Nashville. Like, it's just beautiful. Like, it's yeah. a small world. It's a small world after all. It's <laughs> like, a small world. It really so, is. Lynn
1: Coons, that was the name of Lynn Coons. The, yeah. Lynn Coons. All right. I'm going to put her social media stuff up, too. Like, we're going to yeah. shout out we're to We're going to have lots of people yes. to plug on. <laughs> I know. I'm making <laughs> all like my notes, <laughs> my good shit from this podcast. Yeah. It's
2: the oh, good shit list.
1: I'm so happy that you came back. Thanks and for I'm having me back. I'm mostly happy that you texted me and you're like, hey, let's do another episode. Yeah. I, I, it's, I was not going to do anything in January. This is yeah. so funny. Now I have, I will have by the end of next week, I will have about 15 hours oh of podcast content because I don't want to say no because when people are in it, I'm like, hey, I love this. I'm know doing what? so
2: much of Part it. Part of this I love life it. is like, sometimes you have to just drink from the fire hose.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And it's I'm feast loving or famine every it's second. drought
2: or, you know, tsunamis. Like it's like <laughs> it really is that way sometimes. And good for you. Like oh, I'm thanks. so excited to see how that goes. I know, me too. I can't wait to listen.
1: All right. Well we'll wrap this up. Happy uh it's a Wednesday. Oh my god, cheers. Do you, hey, still have, do you have still any vodka? Oh, you have nothing left in your glass. Oh, that's right. Link, She's link. drinking kombucha with Spirit Works podcast. A little bit of vodka. Um, shout out to I, the Spirit. I, I, I'm suddenly on a tequila kick, and so I'm drinking this Grand Avejo. I mean, so, are either one of um, us
2: never not on a tequila kick?
1: It's new for me. It's I've, I've been like, and, until I had the two guys from the Mezcal brand, Sal and Danny, Um, and this is one of Sal's brands. Um, right on. And now I'm like, all right, I'm going to try. Actually, it helps when you drink the good stuff. <laughs> like, yep. I think up until then, I drank all the, you know, yeah, whatever well, the garbage I don't have that...
2: I do say about wall tequila. Uh,
1: yeah. Is that what that is? The garbage as well? Tequila? Yeah.
2: You know, just whatever's in the bottom of the barrel.
1: All right. Well, okay. So... Well, Cheers here's to, to Nashville. Cheers
2: to a Top Shelf New Year. Top Shelf New Year
1: sweet. I love it. I love it. Happy Wednesday. We will talk soon.
2: Adios.